1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the power of young people to change the world. I'm your host, Amy Muirs, and I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where together we explore how young people are using ideas, creativity, passion, ingenuity to shape a better world, and how educators are utilizing the power of service learning and youth voice to redesign education. I'm really excited about our guest on today's show. So I've been following the work of Global Girls Inc for quite a few years now. I gotta tell you, I'm just a huge fan. Um, Global Girls is a youth engagement and performing arts organization. And they're empowering African-American girls and women, primarily on Chicago's South side. So they focus on arts education and presentation that develops the social, emotional and leadership um, for those girls by engaging them in challenging activities that create positive change through planning, decision making, and of course, taking action on issues that they care about, which is what we're all about. Um, So at NYLC, we call that service learning. You can call it whatever you like. But taking action on those issues that they care about while growing those leadership and other Um, skills—it's so exciting. So, joining me today to talk about this amazing program and the work of this organization is its founder and executive director, Marvinetta Penn, along with senior teacher artist Ryan Gloucester. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today and being on the show. Again, I'm such a huge fan. Um, I would love. before we jump into all of the talking about global girls, Marvanetta, would you um, just introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about you?
2: Hi, Amy.
1: Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I truly am. I love your guys' work. I just, oh, you know, <laughs> a little bit of fangirl here.
2: Oh, how <laughs> kind of you. <laughs> Um, well, not very much to say about me. I uh, am a former educator and performer, and I kind of combine the two passions into Global Girls. I'm also a world traveler, and so I combine three passions into <laughs> Global Girls. That's a way to do it. And, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to live. You know, I get to enjoy my work every day. But um, I am from East St. Louis, Illinois. I have a son and three grandchildren. And actually I have thousands of children <laughs> because I work with thousands of young people and I consider each and every one so special to me. Like my co-guest today, Ryan, she grew up in the program and has just advanced tremendously. I'm so excited that she is able to join us on today's today's
1: interview. Wonderful. Thank you. And Ryan, how about you? Can you tell us a little bit about you outside of Global Girls? Yes, um,
3: I'm Ryan Gloucester. I'm 29 years old. I just recently graduated from Chicago State. Um, I got my degree in um, communications, media, arts and theater with a concentration in theater. Um, I also like to travel. Um, I've been able to travel overseas with Global Girls and I plan to um, one day Um, travel more um, on my own and work with girls, kind of doing the same thing that I was taught um, in the program. I love to dance. um, I'm a filmmaker. I recently got a chance to write a film for my uh, department, and we got um, accepted into a few film festivals, which was really really cool. One being in Nairobi. Thank you, thank you. So it's just been a really, um, it's been really great things happening um, this year. Wonderful. So, what was the film about that was accepted? Um, it was titled Whole. It was um, a short film about female genital mutilation.
1: One, uh, A topic that we could like dedicate in more than one show to. So, maybe we'll have to have you back on, Ryan. <laughs> um, Marvinetta. <Yes. laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Marvinetta, can you start by telling our listeners? Um, Give us an overview of Global Girls. Like, how did it start? What's your mission? You know, kind of the 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 overview of the of the organization.
2: Sure. Uh, as I said before, I am a former high school English and theater teacher. I did that for about 19 years and loved teaching. Did not. I'm not quite an institutional person, so uh, working within pre-organized systems just might not be my thing. And I always think I can do things a little differently. So I quit teaching. I started traveling a lot, and but I had that hunger for working with young people. So when I got back to Chicago after an extensive tour, I decided that I wanted to start my own organization. And I knew I wanted it to have something to do with the performing arts as well as travel, didn't know what I was gonna call it. And one of my friends said, well, why don't you call it Global Girls since you are a girl and you have traveled (laughs) a lot and you see how travel has benefited you. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'll call it Global Girls. And I started working with the girls initially, just having a a place where girls could gather and, and meet and make friends and socialize. And then one of my board members says, why don't you do what you really, really love, which is acting and dancing and singing, just performing. I did that and the girls came and stayed and we just had a marvelous time. And 21 years later,
1: we're still here. We are- amazing. Yes,
2: yes. Our mission is to give girls a voice, give them a safe space where they can use their voice to talk about their issues, To act out their issues on stage so that they don't have to act them out in the streets and so that they can see how fabulous they are once they take that stage. So we not only do that for girls, but we do that for women also.
1: That's amazing. That's what I said. I'm like, I love the work that you guys do. It's just absolutely remarkable. So Ryan, tell us, how did you come to be part of Global Girls? Um, You know, how did, what was your connection to getting started in the program? Marvinetta said you kind of grew up um, within the program.
3: Yes. Sorry, I couldn't get off the mute, but yes. um, (laughs) So I actually uh, got introduced to Global Girls um, through a connection that my auntie had, she had a best friend whose daughter was in the program. And so, um, her, um, her friend told uh, my auntie about the program. And so uh, my auntie brought me (laughs) And when I first joined, I didn't really like it because I was like, really like a nervous, shy, shy girl. Like I didn't like meeting new people. Um, but the girls were like so welcoming and just different from like regular girls that I saw in like my, my, um, at my school or, like, just in my neighborhood, and so I started to, like, get connections with them, and then we became, like, close friends, and, like, I, I was 14 when I joined, and I'm 29, so I've been friends with them since I was like, 14 years old, and we still have really uh, strong connections, and so that was really, like, my main introduction, and um, through that, like, it gave me, like, a voice to, in confidence to, like, just use my voice, um, in places that really didn't allow young people to use their voices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. yeah um, young people need that place and that space. Um, it is time for our first commercial break. So we're going to take a brief pause. And then when we return, we'll continue our conversation with our guests from Global Girls. So stay with us on the Power of Young People to Change the World. We'll be right back.
0: Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirz. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show.
1: So welcome back, everyone. Um, Today, I'm joined by the founder and executive director of Global Girls, Inc., Marvinetta Penn, along with teacher Ryan. Um, So again, you guys, thanks for being here and joining me today. Um, Ryan, I really want to circle back to you. So um, you talked about your auntie getting you involved in this this program. Um, I really... I kind of have two questions. They they really tie together. But my first question is, like, why are you passionate about the work of Global Girls? You started at 14 and you're 29. So there's got to be a spark there. Um, so what what was that passion or what's that passion that drives you? Um, and, and how is that important um, to you and who you are?
3: Okay. One of the biggest reasons... Um... I think would be uh, the love that you gain from being a part of Global Girls. Like you're genuinely loved for who you are. Um, when you meet girls in the program, or like you interact with uh, teaching artists, and of course like Miss Penn, um, they they accept you for who you are. Like it's not about how you look. Like in society. Um, you have to worry about like how you look. Are you pretty enough? Are you skinny enough? Are you this enough? Are you smart enough? But like in Global Girls, you literally come as you are and you're molded to like become better. I um, and you're not judged for like your background, you, how much money your family makes, uh, how much money you make. Like you're literally just um, encouraged and inspired to be all of who you can be and that's through theater and dance and so you take like those situations that you've like gone through and you talk to it with other girls and you realize that the things that you have gone through as a girl as a young woman you're not alone like there are lots of other girls who go through those things and so I think that's one of the main reasons why I stayed was because of the love like you're genuinely like loved and accepted and when you get that, you get to give that to other girls and you all just become friends. And like, even the girls that I teach now, like those girls are like, I feel like I'm their second mom at times because I spend so much time with them, um, like outside of Global Girls. Like we, we go to going trips to the water park, we, you know, have sleepovers, things like that, because it's just that genuine connection that you, that you get in Global Girls that you might not necessarily get in other institutions. So um, or other settings. Yep. So I think that's the main reason why I've stayed so long.
1: So I think, um, and you've answered this a little bit, but the impact the program's had on you, um, um, when you think about where you started at 14, and now, you know, graduating college and making film and all of the arts, like, um, can you talk more about that impact that program has had on you?
3: Yes. Um, so, yeah, it kind of ties into what I've been saying. But um, basically, another thing that like Global Girls will help you do is like think outside the box. So like you learn about topics like I, I was introduced to female genital mutilation um, after like traveling with Global Girls and things like that. So you learn how to think on a global scale and not just on like uh, a level where like, like in your community like okay so this is what I've experienced in my community but you were in Chicago or in, or in Illinois but I can go beyond just where I grew up and I learned that like things are happening all over the world mm-hmm. and that I can use what I know my tools in global girls to um talk about those things to share stories that I've learned from other girls um and it also has helped me too cuz like when i when i have traveled like when i because i moved to california for a little while so i was able to like really um connect with certain people from like other countries just because of like in global girls like you when you're learning like how to do like a play and you're learning about these characters that you're trying to portray like you don't judge that character for like their background so i kind of took that into like everyday situations when i'm meeting people and they might talk different or they might um have a different, I don't know, cultural background. I don't judge them for that, but I try to seek first to understand and um, just connect with them and then you find out like, okay, like this is really, really cool. Let's do something. let's let's make a difference.
1: That's amazing. Um, I love that um, you said everyone can come as you are and you know the girls, they know they're not alone. And then you're learning and addressing issues that um, that you might not have learned about. So that leads me, Marma, Nana, can you share like more about what issues the girls are addressing and how they're addressing them and the impact that that has not only on the girls, but the community? Sure. Just listening to
2: Ryan, remembering how she was when she first came to the program, seeing firsthand the growth in her, seeing how she works with the young people she works with today. Oh my gosh, these 21 years have not been in vain. I I just had to preface my answer with that. Okay, we have a curriculum that we work from every day with our young people. And a part of that curriculum, like this summer, we, we have a huge summer camp. I think we have about 50 young ladies in that summer camp. And this week we're talking, our topic is um, no, noblesse oblige or noblesse oblige, which means to whom much is given, much is expected. Now, a person knowing that we're African-American girls on the south side of Chicago might say, what do you guys have? I mean, you're not middle class. You're not upper class. What do you have? And we teach our young people that we have all of our faculties. We have two hands and two legs and two ears and two eyes. So we have a lot and we can do something and it is an obligation that we reach back and we do something to help somebody else. So our young people grow up with this ethos of I have to give back. I have something that I can offer. I am the change that I want to see. Every day we give them words of, and we give them word a word of the day that they have to um take in and memorize and make a part of their vocabulary and not only say the words but live the words. We give them thoughts of the day and they have to use those thoughts to change their mindset so that they know they can be a change. Now one of the things we want them to change is the look and feel of our community. So this summer we did a love walk. But the girls made signs just dedicated to love, just talking about love. We took those signs. We had chants that the girls would say. We walked from our studio down our main street of the South Chicago. Then we walked up 79th Street, back up to Jeffrey. Back down to to the studio, people were honking horns and we gave them little placards talking about love, how we could spread more love in our community. There was a photographer along the route who stopped and said, may I please take pictures of you guys? Because too often, all we hear on the news is about how much violence is happening in our community. And we know firsthand that that is not the story of where we live. So we're trying to change the stories. So that's just one example of what we do.
1: That's a beautiful example. And I think we should have love walks all over the world. (laughs) Like we need that so much. Um, And like, as you were talking, I could just visualize um, the looks on the girls' faces. What was, I'm curious as, um, when you come back, I'm assuming you do some sort of reflection or something of, around that. Like, what were some of the things that the, the girls felt after after the love walk? Well, number one, they felt tired. <laughs> yeah, a that's, a lot, lot that's a
2: lot. That's a lot that's a lot of blocks. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were tired. But they were also so inspired to continue spreading love and they said just seeing the people the looks on the people's faces because we had children as young as two one of our little girls Uh is only two and she was just walking we had to hold her along the route some but a lot of the girls are between six and seven all the way up to 15 and then the staff is mostly young people so seeing they said oh my gosh people responded at first I was scared, but once I got out there, people were so kind, they were honking their horns and they were smiling. And some people were yelling out of the uh, out of their cars, yay, Global Girls, we, we wanna spread love too. And people were coming out of their homes and children were coming to the doors and just standing mm-hmm. there and clapping. And oh my God, they said it was one of the best experiences they had had in a while. So, and we, we have a, a newsletter in our newsletter that will be published soon, it will be on our website, you'll see pictures of these little girls and their signs and pictures of them walking. So they, they all felt just incredibly good about being a change for love in their community.
1: Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, when you think about the safe space that you've created and um, that engagement with the community, I'm wondering, has... Um, is there a lot of community involvement in the program? There is. We
2: go out, we are going to be a part of um, the Fourth District police, not the Fourth District Police Department's night in the park next Tuesday. So we'll go out and we'll do a performance. We'll do some dances and, and speaking parts. And we'll do little workshops for girls who, and, and boys who might come. And um, yeah, we have a great partnership with several organizations in the community. We have open house at our place where girls can come. Girls and parents can just drop in and take classes with us, free classes and workshops with us. We partnered with uh, Southside. Oh my goodness, Southside Jazz Coalition. <laughs> we host weekly um, jazz events in my backyard in the name of Global Girls. During COVID, seniors got so tired of being in the house. Once things opened up, we had small jazz gatherings in my backyard. We got a grant to do that. And it was they were socially distanced. Now that things have opened up a bit more, we're having them again with a few more people attending but the seniors are so happy to come out and just hear some good music and the musicians are so happy to be able to work. again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah COVID has just been a challenge across the board and I'm sure for an arts-based program the challenges just had to have been amplified.
2: Indeed it
1: it it devastated our
2: girls for a while because every day they are working toward a show. You know, if you're a performer, it's, it's great to uh, uh, um, to have your lessons and it's great to rehearse, but you're always working toward that show. And we didn't have any shows for a while. <laughs> it was very, very difficult to keep those girls engaged and inspire. But then people started asking uh, that we create uh, videos for their virtual conferences. So we were able to do a few of those. And then we finally did two in-person performances and girls were just ecstatic.
1: That's amazing. I'm sure all of that hard work (laughs) to come together finally again. Hopefully we continue on that track. Um, We do have to take another quick break. And then when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with our guests from Global Girls. So stay with me, Amy Ewers, on The Power of Young People to Change the World. We'll be right back.
0: They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual Spring National Service Learning Conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are listening to the power of young people to change the world with Amy Muir's to find out more about Amy and the national youth leadership council. Please visit
1: nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back everyone. Um, Again, if you're just joining us um, today, we're discussing how students at global girls are tackling community issues through the performing arts. And um, we were sadly joking, (laughs) and happily joking, about the pandemic before the break and how, I mean, it's impacted nonprofits across the board. But Ryan, I'm wondering, um, just thinking even on a larger scale, has there been anything that surprised you about your experiences that you've had with Global Girls, either with the pandemic or beyond? Yes. Um, Okay, one of
3: the biggest things I think that surprised me the most was, um, the impact that growing up, like going, we, we got opportunities to go on tour, like we toured around Illinois, uh, going to like different like churches and schools, um, and like boys and girls clubs performing like shows that were on like heavy topics. Um, and one was, uh, one topic was on HIV and AIDS, like, um, educating young people on the topic and just like, Um, conversations about how your body changes. And so we would be doing like the shows and we never really paid attention to like how much like we were impacting our peers. And um, as we like got a little older and we got opportunities to travel overseas, it was the same way. Um, like, being able to go to Kenya and not really, like, in the moment, not really noticing, like, that you're really making a difference in these these women. Like, it was women that we met in um, Kenya. Like, we stayed with a host family, and we had, like, um, a host mom, and I call her my Kenya mom, and, like, literally to, like, this day, like, she's still, like, Check in on us, like she'll um like what send send us messages through WhatsApp and like say she misses us and like or just talk about like how it was when we were there with her. So just like no noticing that like you like really like impacted these people's lives and it, that's such an incredible feeling. Like it it makes me like pinch myself like wow like these people really got what we what we. The message that we were trying to get out to them, or just like the time that we spent with them, like we, um, like when we were like even in India, like when we worked with these the girls um, at at a boarding school, like knowing that they were they're still being impacted, they're still um, using the tools that we gave them as young girls, and they're using it like in their adulthood. So that's like one of the most shocking things that um, surprised me.
1: It's always that impact that you, when you get to see the impact that you're having, and to step back. I do have to chuckle though, because Marvinetta said this earlier, and as you know, as um, a person who's worked with young people over the years, we get this kind of mom thing going where we really do like take. Um, mm-hmm that pride and like kind of have like this protectiveness and that connection to um the young people that we work with so it's fun to hear you talk about that too um marvinetta Mm -hmm. i'm wondering um some of the challenges like so you've taken girls globally you tackle topics that can be we'll just say controversial in some, you know, maybe with some parents or, so how do you overcome those challenges um, to global travel and to tackling, you know, I mean, there's a time when HIV AIDS and there's still areas of this country where you just don't talk about things like that. So how do you deal with those challenges? Amy, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, I deal
2: with them head on. Awesome. Growing up girl, there were so many questions that were simply, that were just taboo, simply because I'm a girl. And I always felt that this was so wrong. And if I ever got the opportunity to tell anyone how wrong it was, I would. And I'm just committed to that. I... I have my first my first obligation is to my girls. I understand that our customer is the parent because without the parent they won't bring the girls. The girls can't come. But I know that I am obligated to helping these girls identify own claim honor themselves all of themselves as girl, female human beings. And in order to do that, they have to know themselves totally top to bottom, front to back, 360 degrees. So I have to tackle those unpopular topics. Dealing with the female reproductive anatomy is a taboo topic everywhere in this country but because I have traveled, because I traveled extensively before I started this organization, I went to 21 21 cities in Europe by myself without knowing where I was gonna stay. And that experience changed my life, changed my thinking, changed me to be a very courageous person. I don't worry about the taboos anymore. I did an adult play called My Vagina, My Voice, where I was teaching women and girls to honor their bodies, all of their bodies. Some parents said, I really don't want my daughters talking about this. And I said, well, they might not be able to continue in the program. And I wish you, could, would, you would attend the show reconsider, because this the things that I talk about in my adult show are not necessarily the things I'm going to talk about in my youth program, but I am, as the girls grow, as they get older, we're going to tackle these topics sensitively using standard, comprehensive sexual education that the parents say, okay, I will allow my child to participate in that. But those young people who cannot participate in it, they feel totally left out. And that is such a disservice. So I take those parents in the room. Look, either I'm going to teach them, you're going to teach them, or the street will teach them. You have a choice. And most of the time, they will say, go ahead and teach them because I don't feel comfortable doing it it makes a huge difference. So Amy, we have to tackle those topics or else we're sending girls into the world with one hand tied behind their back. And I am used to And just, blindfolded.
1: Blindfolded, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I agree with you so much. And you think about, um, again, I just come back to um, the safe space that you have to be able to create within your program so that the girls- are willing to listen and trust. And um, I'm curious, like how does that foundational trust building happen for Global Girls?
2: That safe, safe space has been one of the hallmarks of our program. We tell the girls from day one, we are not the authorities in this room. If you disagree with us that is fine. You have every right to use your voice to say I'm uncomfortable, I don't agree with you, I don't even like you. I just ask that you don't use profanities or you don't, you know, <laughs> you don't attack anyone personally, but they have that right. They're human beings and that's how we want them to understand themselves, treat one another leave our space treating other people like they are human beings. Before they are female, before they are their racial identity, their sexual identity, they are simply human beings. So we create a space that has these guidelines. No one attacks anyone. No one laughs at anyone's story. What's said in the circle stays in the circle. We as teachers demonstrate vulnerability. So we'll tell them our stories of pain, of of, of, of suffering, of, of going through hard times, because everyone has had a story. Everyone has experienced something that has, um, um, that has impacted them in a way that they didn't necessarily want to be impacted. Well, we share that, and we're first to do that. So the young people say, oh my gosh, I thought this way about you, because you're the teacher. You got a big T in, a capital T in front of your name. No, I'm a person first. if I suffer, I can see the suffering in you or I can see the joy in you. We end every ceremony with namaste. The light in me sees the light in you. You are not your circumstances. You are not what happened to you. So let's just level the playing field and let's come together and share. It won't go outside this circle. Even if we put a story on stage, it won't be your story because guess what? So many other girls have the same story, but they do not have a place to share or even be, they don't have the vocabulary to even begin to talk about those stories. That's That's the global girl way.
1: Yeah, that's, it's a beautiful way. Like just the safe space that you've created and how you do that is so powerful. We do have to take one last short break. And then when we come back, we'll get some final reflections from our guests today. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual Spring National Service Learning Conference, customized professional development, tools resources and soon to be released getting started in service learning a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people inspiring them to serve learn change the world visit nylc.org to learn more today You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now
1: back to the show. So welcome back, everyone. Um, In our last few minutes together, I want to get some reflections um, from you both. So, but first, Ryan, I would love um, for you to share just a little bit more about the model of Global Girls Inc. Like how do girls get involved um, and what does that look like for them um, for the different ages? Okay, for one, most
3: girls um, usually get involved by... um, I guess, so we do a lot of performances, so a lot of times when we perform, we get recruitment that way, but also we work in school programs as well, so um, in CPS, like, we'll have a program with, um, like, a certain age group, and then they wind up coming and staying, Uh, so we've gotten a lot of girls like that as well, Um, and then a lot of girls are, like, family, so um like let's say their cousin is involved so they'll they'll come to their cousin or um like or another relative anyhow we get um
1: participants that's awesome um well or their aunts their tias <laughs> take them take them in right i love that uh, um yeah. <laughs> Um, Marvinetta, could you tell us what you think, what does success look like for um, for Global Girls for the, for the students for the communities you serve? Like, what what would success or does success look like for you? Success looks like girls who can stand, who
2: hold themselves like they are God. We call them queens of the Nile. They walk a certain way. They talk a certain way. You ask any global girl, how are you today? She says, I'm well, thank you for asking. How are you? And she holds her head up so proudly. And you're like, oh, my gosh, she must be a global girl. That's that's awesome. We have a two-year-old who does the same thing. She can hardly say it, but she tries. (laughs) And when we see people in the community say, oh, my daughter or my cousin or my niece was a global girl. That is success.
1: Yes. I love I could you could just picture right like I just can picture that two year old with her head held high and kind of this regal look on her face. And that's I love that. That's. I mean, that is success, right? Like if you start when they're two. And then when they're Ryan and they're 29 and they're like ruling the world, how amazing to like step back and see just the impact that you've had on these girls and generations, right? Like. I yes. mean, not to, we're not aging ourselves, just, you know, we're not, we don't age, right, Marmanetta? You know, we get to a certain age <laughs> but, like, that's, that's so powerful, and the youth voice, the reflection, the, you know, the taking action in the community, that self, that empowerment um, that you're providing is just, that's what we all need um, for our girls uh, across the world um Ryan in this last few minutes that we're together if you could just share with with our listeners like the one thing that you've taken away from your experience what would it be
3: one of the main things that I would say I took away from this experience is working with my babies I just I don't know. They just make me appreciate the small things because when you're around young people, the littlest things make them so happy. Um, and so I think that like that has rubbed off on me. Like I will literally get really ha- happy just to go outside and rollerblade or ride a bike. Um, so <laughs> that's one of them. <laughs> that's one of the main things that I um, that I like cherish about this pro this program. Like being a part of it now is that. You get to have that youthful energy no matter how old you are. You know, when you get, like, in your late 20s, there's, all this, there's this huge stigma, like, oh, you're 30, you need to act this way, or you need to act your age and all of this. And I'm just like, no, like, who says, like, you have to be a certain way because you're 28, 29 years old. You know, I still like to ride a bike. I will still jump on a pogo stick. I will still jump rope. Like, I will still do all of those things when I'm 50 60s, 70s. So it's just like, I think being around young people, you you are reminded of that. And I think that that's so important as a young adult.
1: Absolutely. Right. It's, I mean, when, I mean, you're youth development worker. You guys are creating young leaders in your communities. And when you connect with young people, and I know I feel this way when I'm working with young people, it energizes me in a way that, um, I mean, honestly, like, I love the adults that we work with. They're amazing, but it's not the same. It's that energy and that passion and just um, that sense of being able to accomplish anything. Um, And you guys are doing such amazing work um, at Global Girls. I want to thank you both for joining me today. Um, Ryan, so inspiring. Um, I'm we have to connect and talk more about your film and um, the work that you're doing. I would love to learn more. Um, And Marvinetta, I want to thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your expertise, um, and just your passion with our listeners. Um, Such incredible work you and your team are doing to support young people. Um, So thank you for transforming our communities and empowering our girls.
2: Thank you so much, Amy, for allowing us to come on and spend some time with you and with your listeners. I really, I I so much appreciate you.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, You guys, if you want to learn more about Global Girls Inc., check out their website, they're at globalgirlsinc.org I highly recommend it great videos there too Um, next week on the show we're going to have another really inspiring um, interview I'm going to be joined by high school student and he's NYLC's youth advisory council member um, Henry Yee Henry started a student led nonprofit called STEM Kids and so they're addressing issues of education inequity Um, so you're going to want to check it out. Great, uh, great show coming our way next Thursday. Um, I really am excited for you to meet Henry and to hear his journey um, to change the world. So mark your calendars Thursday at six o'clock Eastern. Until next week, join us as we serve, learn, change the world. See you next week. Thank you for tuning
0: in this week to The Power of Young People to Change the World. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world.